Josh, keep your mouth shut. You gotta you gotta save it until we're recording because this is I don't know maybe this is gold. Is maybe this, how, this is content. This is audio panning for gold. I gotta close the door. Okay, I'm leaving this in. Okay. Oh, so this is happening now. Help! Josh has got me trapped in his office. He won't let me out. He's got a. I got a gun. Uh, bang! 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 <laughs> we're a radio drama now. Next week on Nostalgia Entertainment System, Paul comes back to life? No, he's still dead. Whoa, what a thrilling series. Okay, so uh, what I was saying before was that I have not been impressed by the local eggs. What eggs are you buying? Are you buying the Farmer Boy eggs? I, I've bought the Farmer Boy eggs. I've bought the Spencer Valley or whatever eggs. Mm-hmm. I think there's maybe one other local egg. I don't think I don't. I there's don't know. just there's not one other egg company. There's one other local egg that one you other, haven't gotten your your hands on. One other on local yet. egg that I haven't gotten yet. It's guarded by a very um, impressive hound. So <laughs> <laughs> you have yet to sneak up and and get it. Yeah. Someday I'll get that egg though, Josh. Someday I'll get that egg, and when I crack into it, I'm gonna eat it raw. It'll be like that in the the Mandalorian when all those Jawas want that egg. I kind of remember that. Oh, kind of. Yeah. Oh, wow. Was that like one of the first couple episodes? Because I, I, I think it's the third episode, maybe the second. I like half watched the first few episodes because it was it was on in the living room. I was like, ah, uh, I guess I could watch this and also look at my phone. And oh. then I was like, oh no, this is interesting. I'll 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 keep watching. Yeah. So I, I vaguely remember an egg. You should. I know we're not getting to your point yet, but <laughs> you should definitely watch rewatch the first episode. If like, because I feel like that one really stands out among the first few episodes. Like it's, it's got some really cool parts and it does some really good world building. Um, it'll it'll probably get a rewatch before the next season comes out. Yeah, that's what I, I imagine I've been doing. So cool. Uh, okay, but I just don't think the local eggs are all that great. They're they're either a little too small, which is kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. But also, a lot of them I think are too watery. Too what? You mean like these chickens are too hydrated for you? Yeah, and it's making their eggs a water balloon. How dry do you like your eggs to be? I want them a. Pa- I want them to be a paste, already <laughs> hard boiled. <laughs> when I crack it up, <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. No, but they're not. They're not like they're not viscous enough. They're just like very thin, watery eggs. I like Nelly's eggs. Who's Nelly? I don't know, but they they come from Colorado, huh? And like consistently, like really nice a little thicker kind of egg very like orangey not super orangey but like a very nice dark yellow to light orange yolk see that's how i found farmer eggs to be i have not had the same experience interesting i don't know i know that was my thing about the eggs maybe it wasn't that great of a conversation no i mean i think it's it's interesting it's just kind of crazy how like i feel like all of a sudden i was like i should buy the nice eggs because they're cage free and better for the chickens and it's like a dollar more like i don't know why i was so concerned with this one dollar before that would not have i mean i know in in like some cases a dollar could make or break you but for me that was not the case i i mean this is also coming from the person that would not spend 75 more cents to get craft mac and cheese well i still don't do that because i don't notice a difference there it's not like there's it's not like cheesosaurus rex is free range with craft and then not free range with the yeah, that's brand. true. I mean, ethics aside, the taste is much better. I disagree, but I think it's all in the way that you prepare it. I I disagree. 
I think they're I think for some things store brand or whatever is like just as good, if not better. But some things you got to go brand name. What else would you go brand name for? Okay, you got Kraft macaroni and cheese. I actually have a great example from earlier today. Okay. Even more, maybe, ooh, maybe this is, maybe this is a little bit of a distant memory. Ooh. Uh, maybe we should introduce the show first. Oh, yeah, before we do a segment? Yeah. All right, rewind that. Can you play that segment sound in reverse? Uh, no. In post? Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do a little bit of a rewind. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's just as good. Yeah. I mean, wow, you did it in post. I did it in post. That sounded so good. Uh, welcome to the show. I forgot I forgot what I was doing for Boy, a, this is a mess a already. It really is. Uh, hello and welcome to Nostalgia Entertainment System, episode six. I think it's six. I thought it was eight, but that can't be right. <laughs> Let's look it up on. Uh, I think it's. I think it's six. I wrote. I typed in six into the recording recording thing. It is six. Okay, great. You're cool. Right. I'm your host, Josh. I'm your other host, Paul. All right. Let's get back into it. Uh, so, when I was when I was a kid. Wait, we got to reopen the segment. Oh, right. Because uh, we rewound it. That's that's true. It's as if it never happened. Yeah. Uh, we're opening the show with a segment. Wow. I like that sound. Did you come up with that or is that just like a that, stock segment? That came with the board. Nice. Yeah. It was. A, it's a stock stock sound. Stock sound. Yeah. Uh, so when I was a kid... Um, my dad, and I'm, maybe he still does, but my dad loved oatmeal. It's a real dad food. It is a real dad food. And I've also- We could have an episode all about our dads sometime. Ooh, we could. That seems a little weird, though. Maybe eh, we shouldn't do that. Who knows? We'll feel it out. I don't know if I want to turn my dad into a content farm. Who are we? My dad wrote a porno? Huh. <laughs> we could be. Should we? All right. Welcome to My Dad Didn't Write a Porno, where we talk about all the things that our dads didn't do. Top of the list, not eat oatmeal. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So my dad really liked oatmeal. Um, and he was he was a he was a Quaker guy. Not in like not, a religious not, sense. Okay. Uh, but more in the more more in the the brand of the brand of oats. Mm -hmm. Uh so I had some Quaker oatmeal today. I've also recently learned that the way that I like my oatmeal is weird. How so? I like to put a lot of milk in it, where it's kind of like a soup. Oh, so you just like it thinner. I like it thinner. I mean, I like a good thick oatmeal, but also I just like it when there's a lot of milk in there. And that's how my dad would eat it. So that's mm. naturally how I would also eat it. I kind of like cereal. Sure. Where like you have a you have a pretty, uh, I feel like you should have a fairly large like uh, milk to contents ratio, you know? You yeah, always want to have some milk left mm -hmm. over in the bowl. If, there, if, you, if you have a perfect ratio of cereal to milk, that wasn't enough milk. Right. That's how I feel. Yeah, you, sh you sh there should be some left over. I'd agree. Yeah, so that's kind of how I like my oatmeal, where there's a lot of a lot of milk. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, how are how are you cooking this? How are you heating it up? Uh, depends on. Well, I guess now now it's I just take the hot water when I make my coffee, and I mm. also just pour it in the bowl and let it sit so it softens, and then and then you and, add milk, and then I add the milk. Oh, okay, so it's still it's still warm. It's sure. not like it's it's not like I'm eating cold oatmeal, but you have to eat it right away or it will get cold. Sure. Yeah. But 
I I realized that Quaker oatmeal is a lot better than the store brand because I all before because I just got this brand new box of mm-hmm. of uh, the the fruit fruits and cream which oh, I oh which so is you're my going favorite. you're going with the baggies of oatmeal I'm going with bags. the bag I'm not going with okay. like the the tub um, I see I see yeah these, these are little bags of uh, my favorite strawberries and cream love that great stuff mm-hmm. um, the quality is is visually. Uh, noticeable between Quaker and the store brand that mm-hmm. I that I finished off uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly in terms of just like you can th- the berries are bigger and they're a lot more colorful. Mm. So you got like some tricks in there. Yep. I don't know why that kind of me. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I that Quaker oatmeal I think is another one another uh, thing where I think the the name brand in this case is is worth the extra like dollar fifty. Hmm. See, so my oatmeal. Is I, I also have the Quaker brand, but um, it's the like the tub of oats, mm, just like in in the cylinder, right? Although I bought these at Costco, so there was no, to my knowledge, they don't have a Kirkland signature brand of oats. Which if they did, I probably would have gone for that. How do they not? That's like one of the easiest bulk items to do. I bet it's also hard to to. I mean, Quaker's got such a corner on that market. I feel like it's hard to, to want to try to do it. Um, but anyway, so I, I do that with like the tub of oats and then I like to add a little bit of water and then pop it in the microwave for a little bit. And then I like to add some peanut butter Whoa, and, and a pinch of salt. Ooh, that makes your oatmeal so good. Wow. Yeah. My dad would, I, I'm a, I'm a two packets kind of guy. Oh, you gotta be. Those packets are like made for stupid babies yeah but my, what my dad would do is he would i don't mean would, smart babies i mean stupid babies <laughs> my dad would supplement one packet with a few scoops of just plain oatmeal mm, yeah good idea yeah yeah so, I, I will take those packets camping oh yeah mm-hmm. but when i'm camping i feel like it doesn't matter if it's brand name or not because it's nothing matters no i, I won't be able to taste anything i'll probably be having a beer within like half hour <laughs> of that's true yeah so yeah but I, I'm getting I'm getting back into oatmeal. Back into oatmeal. That's great. I sang I love that song oatmeal. when you said getting back into coffee last time. So oh, I was trying to sing a little version of that every time. We, I don't remember. I didn't I didn't remember that. Oh. I love the song. Maybe one maybe one day we'll turn it into a jingle. Or one of you out there can turn it into a jingle and wow. send it to us. That's your assignment. Yeah. This is a homework podcast. <laughs> this is a homework now. podcast now. We are your teachers, Mr. Tyra and Mr. Carlson Thompson. Would you, would you make your students say your full last name? It's kind of a mouthful. Um, or would you, would you rather them call you Mr. CT? Uh, probably Mr. CT or just Mr. C, whatever works. I, I don't think I'd be super particular. Mr. Paul. I had a English teacher who, um, <laughs> it was pretty funny in high school who he said that you could call him. I'm not going to say his last name because it's a fairly unique last name, but it started with a P. And he said, you can like come up with all sorts of nicknames. That's fine. That's whatever. But uh, just don't call me Mr. P. <laughs> <laughs> that thought, makes sense. I thought that was funny. What up, Mr. PP? That's a nickname. It's not Mr. P. <laughs> it's because of the P, like his urine. Bam. No rules salt, about his PP. though. Salt in <laughs> your... Actually, well, there was lots of rules about his PP. As in, don't touch it. Don't look at it. Because that's inappropriate. Those are good rules, especially in a school. Yeah. Um, yeah peanut butter in the oatmeal. Never heard of that one. Yeah, peanut butter in the oatmeal. I don't know how good it would be with milk. Could be good. I don't know. I, I, don't, know. I don't add milk mm. to my oatmeal, though. I just do the water and Which peanut butter and salt. But salt, dude, game changer. 
I bet you got a nice salty sweet balance in there if you depending mm. I guess on the, you got peanut butter that's that's a little sweet yeah but uh also if you can if you can get it coarse salt is the way to go for your oatmeal mm. Ooh, it's so good nice yeah I uh I don't know if you have ever been to the uh, stupid food subreddit huh uh it's it's I don't know it's it's pretty good it's it's one of those subreddits where uh the content is is good and interesting and the comments don't make you upset and not in it'll make you in like a jokey kind of upset. Just like, I can't believe this, this is something that someone eats. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of jokey upset and not like, oh, the world's burning down again. Uh, I'm upset. Not, you know, those mm-hmm. are two different kinds. And it's not like somebody just like saying terrible things on yeah. the comments for the sake of being terrible. Yes, that is true. Uh, so there was a post on there today of... It reminded me a lot of that Simpsons bit where it's nuts and gum together at last. Oh, yeah, where Homer's like, hey, everybody listens to my ideas. I'm a male age 18 <laughs> to 49 or something like that. Uh-huh. So let me let me pull up uh let me pull up the post and uh, I'll also show it to you. But this is this was on the on the on my on my Reddit feed today. Uh Skippies and Hellman's together tremendous. What? Yes. That is that That's is peanut butter and mayonnaise. That right? is peanut butter and mayonnaise. Uh, judging by the design of the of the ad, it looks like it's like a magazine ad or something. Mm-hmm. I'm pitting this sometime between nine, like mid 1960s to mid 1970s. So sometime between that. Are you sure this is real? This sounds very fake. It it I I mean that was a weird time for food man. Everything was in Jello. Aspic was off the charts. Uh, so I would not Ooh. be surprised that this was a real this was a real thing. Um, I I don't know. Are these two owned by the same parent company? Because I don't understand the marketing strategy behind pairing peanut butter and mayonnaise. Yeah, um, that, I've heard of lots of weird combinations. That's what I've never heard of. Let me let me read uh, let me read the copy for you here. Peanut butter and mayonnaise, a brand new flavor promise. Skippy and Hellman's together make any sandwich taste doubly delicious. Great plain. Or be fancy and add whatever you like. <laughs> Hellman's is real mayonnaise. Delicate, but with a subtle flavor all its own. Skippy is fresh peanut butter. Full of roasted, whole peanut goodness. Skippy and Hellman's. Together tremendous. And uh, I'll, I'll hand over... Uh, I'll hand this over to you. And go ahead and look at the atrocities uh, that they have as examples. Oh, so this is... Okay, I see. I thought you meant when you told me about this, I was picturing one jar. Oh, like a goober. Yeah. Like how they make like peanut butter and jelly together. I was picturing mayonnaise and peanut butter. Like that would be the same jar. Oh, that'd be gross. Uh, Yeah. But this is also gross looking. Okay. um, Let's keep going here. Potato chips, stir fry. What? Are you just looking through the subreddit? Wait, isn't that what you wanted me to do? I wanted you to look at the, the pictures of the, of the, of the bread that had half peanut butter, half mayonnaise and apples or half peanut butter and half mayonnaise oh, and there's like with salami and onion. Oh, yeah, that is fucking gross, huh? Also, there's one that looks like it's designed to look like a lady. I think the face one with raisins for eyes and carrots for hair. Are you sure those are raisins? I think I thought they were you can, you can kind of you can kind of read at the bottom the descriptions that they have. Oh, oh, it's called funny face. Yeah, and Let's I think see. it says ra- it says raisins in there, but I wanted to make sure it was carrots for eyes or carrots for hair. Let's see. It says irresistible Skippy Hellman sandwich face. 
flavored with raisin and carrot features. Why? Why would you do that? Yeah, I don't. It's this sounds like people didn't know that food could taste good. And they were like, you just put it all together. Yeah, that's kind of what it was like at the time, I feel. Do you mind if I, I want to look at the top post of all time? Oh, yeah, go for it. It's it's a fun it it it, it it's a nice balance between like well maybe not a nice balance but it you do have some variety between like old ads like that and also yesterday there was a funny one where someone like took a block of spam and carved it into a tiny turkey. Well, that's pretty funny. Uh, so the top one, I can't quite tell what's happening. They make like this interesting breakfast sandwich where they like wrap eggs around bagels and sausages and cheese, and then it looks like they dump something on top, but I can't tell what they're dumping on top. Go to the comments. I bet it's like a uh, like a hollandaise and it's some sort of bastardized eggs benedict. I mean, the thing is, though, it doesn't look that bad. I mean, people are complaining there, that it's no longer a sandwich. There are there are a lot of things on the stupid food subreddit where, yes, it is stupid, but also this has to be delicious. Um, there's also like that kind of variety to the subreddit as well, where it's like, yeah, this is this is pretty dumb, you know, but also. Yeah, I would eat this thing that you kind of like mashed together and deep fried. Um, there's stupid food like that. And then there's also stupid food where it's like, all right, we're going to take this jar, large thing of cotton candy. We're going to put sprinkles and cookies and chocolate chips and ice cream in it. And we're going to roll it up into a big burrito. And it's like, oh, no, fuck you if you fuck you if you make that and fuck you if you buy it and eat it. And fuck you doubly if you do all those things and also make content out of it. Apparently it was cheese. Sorry, I didn't hear anything you said. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Oh, it just they covered it in cheese at the end. That seems totally reasonable to me. I mean, a lot of it is like this is pretty dumb, but also I'd eat it. Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't be a thing I would eat every day. But if I was like out to eat or something or if a friend was like, I'm going to make this weird thing, I would definitely give it a shot. Yeah, a lot a lot of stupid food like that. I agree where like. If someone does this at home, hell yeah. I don't think I would really order it in a place because I feel like you're there. There's a surcharge for the novelty. It's like, am I really going to pay like four more dollars for you to dump cheese all over this thing? No, I'll do this at home. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, de it definitely, it depends. That's true. Yeah. It really depends. That's true. That, that, you know what? That's true. That is that, true. That true. That true. That depends. Um, speaking of which today we're talking about adult diapers depends. <laughs> I got Aaron. a lot of memories about adult diapers. Uh, I do have a very, uh, interesting thing to bring up here, Paul. Okay. Uh, I was looking through, uh, some of my old magazines that I brought over from my parents' house because mm -hmm. I would, uh, cause I think, we, I think in our first episode we had talked about, uh, standing or like, like the magazine aisle at the grocery store and I mm -hmm. would just like hang out there. My mom was grocery shopping yeah um i would buy the ones that always had uh zelda on the front because this was around the time that twilight princess was in development mm. so whenever i would the movie see, with the vampires yep uh my favorite my favorite one yeah uh whenever there would be uh twilight princess or the wii on the cover it's like i gotta buy this like i don't care i'm gonna make my mom spend uh how much was this this was 4.99 Damn, that's an expensive magazine. That seems on par with a magazine. I feel like now magazines are way more expensive because they're, I don't know, they're like premium things now or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how much magazines cost. I don't really care. However, as I was looking through some of these magazines, uh, particularly this one, an Electronic Gaming Monthly from 
is issue 192 from June 2005. We go to page 83. Let me go to page 83 here. Uh, we have a nice little upcoming preview for Star Wars Battlefront 2. Whoa, that's pretty rad. Yeah, so I'll read this here. Uh, we say... This follow-up to Last Fall's multiplayer shooting hit takes the combat in a new direction, skyward. You'll fly over 30 craft. Sounds like a aircraft, I think, would have been a better word choice there, but you'll fly over 30 craft in massive interstellar battles, including the classic Rebel Fleet, ver fleet versus Death Star fight. It's not all retro thrills, though. A third of the ships, including the new V-Wing, hail from Revenge of the Sith. Battlefront's force is still strongest online, with up to 16 players communicating tactics via headset and crying when their Star Destroyer goes belly up. Wait, there's it says you fight the Death Star in a spaceship? You don't do that in Battlefront 2. Is that an option? How have I never played it? Uh, I mean, this, this thing released before the game came out, so who knows? Uh, wait, well, was now there... I wonder if you can go to the Death Star option and do a space battle. I don't know. It I've never Rebel, tried to do that. Yeah. Including the classic Rebel Fleet versus Death Star fight. I don't know. I've never done that. If that's a thing and I just haven't done that, I'm going to... I'm. It's gonna, been 15 years, Paul. I'm going to go home and, and look up that because I have that game on my, <laughs> on my Xbox <laughs> One. True. We played it last week. Yeah. So I'm going to go try to find that out. There's also a little blurb here from the... I'm, I'm assuming this is the producer of the game. Uh, producer Dan Pettit. With Star Wars Battlefront 2, we're giving the player the opportunity to take the battle into space. It's a big addition to this sequel. You'll be able to fight amongst the stars and dogfight other starfighters. A lot of the same words in that sentence there, Dan, but I'll allow it. You're a producer, not a writer. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just thought that was a nice little bit of a, I don't know, trivia, I guess. Just found a little Battlefront 2 thing in a magazine that I have. Yeah, can I can I look at it? Yeah. The, mag the whole magazine or? Uh... I just want to see that ad. Thank you. Yeah. Whoa, you pull it. Oh, no. Oh, it's teeny. It's a teeny one. Yeah, I was I was uh, wanting to look up some stuff about Final Fantasy 12 because uh, my girlfriend was playing it. I was like, I remember reading like previews in some magazine that I own uh, about Final Fantasy 12. And well, oh, my God. And while I was searching, um, saw some Battlefront 2 stuff. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow, there's a little blurb in here that says, remember when Star Wars movies were good? Is there really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. boy. Shots had... fired at the prequels. That's true. And I wonder, whoever wrote that, I wonder I wonder where they're at with the new stuff, with the new trilogy. I mean, I feel like anybody who's going to like publish that is probably now on the idea that like the prequels were actually good, but the sequels are bad. You think it's gonna? You think it's? You think that's a perpetual cycle? They're gonna make another trilogy and like, no, the sequel trilogy was actually really good. I I do think that's gonna happen because I think what happens is that people who are like, okay, so you had people who like grew up in like the seventies and eighties and like saw the original trilogy and were like, these are the best movies ever, and then they were like adults when the prequels came out, and so they were like looking at it with like an adult like critical eye, like oh, these are terrible. And now people who were are adults now but were kids when the prequels came out, like people our age are like, they grew up with the prequels and they're like, oh, this is so good just because of a lot of like nostalgia. Um, not unlike this podcast. Oh, dang. 
Um, but so they're like, oh, the prequels are really good. And now they're looking at the sequels with like a critical eye and they're like, oh, no, these are not very good. But and I feel like in like, you know, 10 or 15 years when all the people who were kids when the sequels came out are going to be like, oh, these were actually really good. And then they're going to look at whatever new Star Wars there is and be like, oh, but these suck because all in all, it's a property pretty much made for children. And I mean, I'd say that enjoying it immensely as an adult and i think a lot of adults do and it's totally cool to like as an adult but i mean that's it, true it, it it is it is an all ages thing yeah you know because that's how you get a bigger audience and that's how you get more money and I think people are forgetting toys. that it's money it's money driven yeah people are like they're they're not making this really because like you know we really need to continue this story it's like no we need to continue the story because the story makes us tons of money the story makes us money we make more characters we make those characters look cool and then we sell toys and we sell shirts mm -hmm. and it would you be know? great if the movies were also like if the rise of skywalker matched up with how much buildup there really was into it like if it was as good as it should have been that would have been great mm -hmm. if uh you know if if they wanted those to if those i feel like were more about the content of the story the ratings would be different. I mean, and I also, I, I don't mean like, like critical ratings. I mean like MPAA rating, mm, you sure. know, yeah. not, not to say that you can't have that in, are they, are they PG or PG 13? PG 13. Really? Yeah. I, I think all the sequels are. Oh, well, I thought they were PG. Well, I take that back then. Never mind. Yeah. I take that back. They're not rated R. They should be rated R. Isn't there, ah, oh, there was some sort of, sequel movie or whatever that i read about coming out soon that's gonna be rated r or maybe i'm thinking of a video game that's now rated m i'm thinking of a video game i'm thinking of final fantasy 16 that's gonna be rated m which is a first for the series wow or are they normally rated like they're e normally, for everyone they're normally t for teen oh there's only one other spin-off title that i think was um rated m it was type zero it was like a i don't know what it was like a tech demo kind of thing for final fantasy 15 that was released many years ago uh, but other than that, they're all T for teen or lower, I guess, depending on the title. Hmm. So it's interesting to see maybe more of like a tonal shift or whatever in the new one. That's what I was thinking of. Not a movie. Is it rated M for violence or for sexy parts? Could be both. Oh, they probably added some suggestive themes. I want to see some video games where instead of having like scantily clad women, I want the women to be like really armored up, but I want dudes to be like their dong is like almost hanging out. I feel like there are a few games that are like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the very least, I know that there are games that, uh, that promote gender equality. If you're going to have a naked woman, you're going to have a naked man. I'll take that. Yeah. I'm fine with that too. You got, you got your, uh, super buff dude. And uh, the can best. you see like the base of his wiener though? I, I was I was thinking more along the lines of like the best armor in the game is like a metal loincloth. <laughs> that would that would be good, or like but a I, metal, or just or like just the cod piece and nothing else. I I just want to see some wiener cleavage. I think that's mm, we need wiener the old cleavage. moose knuckle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I I don't even mean that. I mean, I want the underwear to be like hanging down like a low cut shirt on a woman, except it's like low cut underwear. So you can see like the actual base of the shaft. <laughs> oh, I get you. Yeah. I want to see that. I'm sure that's, game. I'm sure that's somewhere out there. Probably. I'm sure there is like, some okay. weird, I don't know. I don't want it to be a porno game. I want that to mm. not even be a part. I just want it to be there. And people are like, wait, what? And then you're mm. like, all oh, right, no fighting. Could be, I don't know. It could be in some game. Cause I know there are games out there that uh, have wiener physics. 
Really? Yeah. Can you control the wiener? Uh, you can you can turn your guy like left and right real fast, and uh, that's kind of like turning your wiener. <laughs> what? Because when you turn left and right, it'll do like a, oh. a wavy, wavy oh. left and right kind of thing. I see. I see. I thought you meant like when you in real life turn your wiener, like or like that's how you turn your body is like you're like, all right, wiener, go right. And then the rest of your body follows. I thought that's <laughs> what you were saying. We're not. We're not. We're not there yet. That's like in a cartoon when you're like. No, that doesn't ever happen in cartoons, actually. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what you were thinking either. It's like what people say happens, like when they're like, men are always thinking with their dicks, you know? Oh, but that doesn't really ever happen in any cartoon. At least not that I've ever seen. Does it? I can't think of any examples. I no. bet there is, but I, I haven't watched it. Who knows? Certainly not me. Yeah. Hmm? This makes it sound like we actually watch a lot of horny cartoons. I don't. I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's my favorite category on Pornhub. Is it the Simpsons ones? Yeah, specifically, specifically the Simpsons one. God, that is truly... Well, Simpsons ex-family guy. <laughs> God, that shit is, ugh, gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> it, is, it is that time of year for, for the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, the Halloween decorations I hang is uh, those ones where Marge and uh, Peter Griffin are hooking up. Yep. I, have, I print those out and then I hang them on the wall. Well, don't forget about that other one that you got at Spirit Halloween. Oh, yeah, where it's uh, Homer and he's naked and crashed into the door. <laughs> Like a witch. <laughs> yeah. But so instead good. of a broom, he's he's riding Brian from Family Guy. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. Yeah. Did that store open up in town? I assume so. I Probably opened up everywhere. I don't leave the house. What are, what are, is ha Halloween's definitely, I mean, for some people, Halloween is happening. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that because, I mean, they say that you're most likely to get it from like being in close contact with a person who's positive. So, but usually that has to be at least 15 minutes or more. Mm. So if you're trick-or-treating and you're both wearing a mask, which, God, I bet a lot of people won't be. Uh, Isn't that ironic? Yeah, that's the only, it's the time you should be wearing a mask. Well, in many Alanis ways. Alanis Morissette should rewrite that song and add Halloween masks, I irony, um, and, eh, you know what? No, keep all the verses and add that one. <laughs> Just add, add it at the end. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to fill up that, that time. Um, but if, if in a perfect world where both people were wearing masks and then just giving candy out in like that 10 second interaction, and I am by no means a doctor or disease control expert, but like, would that be okay? Or would that be like, put you at risk still? I genuinely don't know. I don't know either. And in, in, in cases like this, just don't do it. If you don't know, don't risk it. Yeah. Just like. Are you going to get an infectious disease and, and die because you wanted a fun size Snickers? Well, maybe then you deserve it. Yeah. I mean, I could, you could still put your, your bowl out on the porch, you know, of candy. People do that all the time. That's true. Because I think the, so from what I've heard is that like the, the risk is really low, um, on just like on contact surfaces. So if you, especially if you just open up a bag of wrapped candy bars, dump them in a bowl and then put that out, and then you just have kids grabbing one out of there. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not like... It's know. not the worst thing, but it's also like, I don't know. I, I definitely am like, I'm putting like a little bit of like a like a side eye on parents that are just like, you're still going to take your kid, just buy them a bag of candy. You know? It's, and yeah. it, it's more so, and also just like, if if it's like a busy neighborhood too, yeah, true. where there's going to be tons of kids and tons of parents just like, 
just i don't know just buy your kid the candy yeah there'll be there'll, it'll be really interesting to see what what it's like i mean i know that as a bartender i'm gonna have tons of people dressing up probably and coming in <laughs> coming into work so yeah although maybe not i don't know it's hard to say these days it really is because i've been i've been thinking about like like holidays are going to be weird this year yeah for I people mean, that give a shit you know yeah some people won't and we'll still do the exact same thing but also just like i don't know for some people it's like well oh you mean people who give a shit about covid not people who give a shit about holidays yes okay. yes, yes yeah i see yeah because i mean you could you'll just have to do it in like smaller i mean it is going to be lonely if you live alone for mm-hmm. sure um but like you'll just have to do like smaller things or like do like well it'll be really hard to do outside gatherings especially here because it'll be so cold cold like thanksgiving mm-hmm. and stuff but just in your own little like home unit you know your your living partners what do you what do people call it now a domicile no i'm trying i feel like there's a specific word for like i don't know but anybody who you share a, a space with is just who you're going to be yep celebrating these holidays with yep that is that's true maybe we all should do something mm-hmm maybe good good i had a dream last night that i <laughs> I had a wow, I had a weird I had a very strange dream. All I remember really and the, the more important like key points of this dream was I was at a hotel. I don't remember what event I was I was at when I was at a hotel and I remember coming back to my hotel room and for whatever reason outside of every hotel room is just like a, a table like a nightstand but it was like a really it functions as a nightstand, but it was just like a really big circular like dining table. Mm-hmm. And I remember like uh, looking at the table and thinking like, oh, there's a thing. There's like mail for me. And I look at the mail and it says you have tested positive for COVID-19. I'm like, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got I got COVID. And then I just like started panicking about it. like, how did I get it? Where did I get it? Who did I get it from? And I also remember thinking, wait a minute, I never took a test. How did I get this? <laughs> and it was just like this weird, like panic dream that I had. And then I, and then I woke up. Yeah. And I, for a minute, I was like, wait a minute, I have COVID. And then, oh no, that was a dream. And then also still wondering like, wait a minute, how did I get, how did I get the results if I never took a test? I don't remember them shoving a swab in my nose. Yeah. It's not fun. It's like they poke your brain. Yeah. Real strange dream I had. That is strange. Well, we're uh, we're reaching we're reaching break time and I have to pee. Great, me too. Wow, let's pee together. Okay, <laughs> just like the good old days. Just like the good old days. Remember when we all used to pee together? Sure do. Then COVID happened and we had to stop. Well, let's take a break, shall we? All right, cool. Hi everyone, my name is Jeff Kinney and I'm the author of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. You may have had some good laughs at Greg Hefley's expense, reading all about his embarrassing moments. I wrote these books with one thing in mind, to make you laugh. So go to your Scholastic Book Fair and get ready to read my books and laugh out loud. Good old Uncle Murray agreed to do some pet sitting for the week. Hi there. He didn't know what he was in for. Oh. One of the pets was a puppy. It was a good dog. But the other was a kitty, otherwise known as Bad Kitty. 
Bad Kitty gave Uncle Murray a bad time. Oh. Even armed with tons of cat facts, tips, and tricks, oh. Uncle Murray was no match for Bad Kitty. Ah. Find out if Uncle Murray survives the week or if it was a job for Fantastic, Fantastic Cat and Power Mouse. Look for Bad Kitty versus Uncle Murray at your Scholastic Book Fair. You're in for quite a surprise. All right. Wow. All right. We're back. And we're actually back this time. We're actually back. Can you believe it? Mm-mm. Wow. Uh... Yeah, this this week we're talking about the Scholastic Book Fair. Whoa. Whoa. Um I I think also well, I don't know. I'll 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 get also some of your input on this too, Paul. Um I feel like the last episode that we did about music mm-hmm. where it was just like um more conversation and less just like, I'm going to look up stuff about these bands and I'm going to, you know, it was less researchy. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's a little, it's a little, it's, it's easier to also do. Oh, and also I feel yes. like it's a lot nicer. Uh, so like I could have looked up a lot of stuff about the Scholastic Book Fair. I didn't really do any of that this time either. around. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that, that flow of the show is a little nicer. So I don't know. I'll maybe look stuff up where I think is relevant, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just a more experimenting with uh, what the hell this show is and should be and could be. I don't know. Figure it out. Cause sometimes uh, research and just kind of felt like school again. And I was like, Oh, you know, I don't really feel like doing this. I'd rather just write down memories that I remember and call it good. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good way to do it. So with that, uh, did you ever have an actual like book fair? Cause we only had the orders. What do you mean? Well, okay. So what we would do is when we were in like second through fifth grade, I think, or whatever, um, they would like sit us all down in the library and, uh, well, maybe this wasn't every year, but at least a couple of years, uh, we would go to the library and then the librarians would put on like a movie. No, it was more like a preview of like all the stuff that was going to be in the order catalog. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it'd have like little commercials for each or like a bunch of the books that were going to be in there um, to get you like stoked for it. So it would talk about like Captain Underpants and stuff like that and mm. other books. And it would like show you like some of the toys that they were going to have. Um, and then you would get the order pamphlets there and then you would take it home and your mom would be like, you can pick out one thing that costs $3 or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you'd go in and like turn it in with a check or whatever. And Um, then what would happen is, uh, you would get your books after you ordered it, but also in our library, they would like set up like a store essentially. So you'd have like piles of all the books on tables and stuff and like posters you could buy and stuff Mm, like that. Okay. Maybe that was the fair part of it. I think it was. Cause I don't ever really remember like books being laid out. Um, cause I was, I was like looking up stuff for this video or not this video for this podcast. I watched a video, um, Mm -hmm by uh one of my favorite youtube people uh nakey jakey Uh uh-oh uh and he had a video about the scholastic book i was like i'll give it a watch again i've already seen it like maybe maybe something else will come up and he used a lot of just like google image like pictures of of like kind of like you were describing like piles of books and whatever stuff you could get and i don't ever remember seeing that in my school i just remember Mm. like the teacher would be like all right we got book orders in here's like the catalog or whatever, mm-hmm. like the, the 10 page newsprint 
thinnest paper in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's here's this, and then like we would get a few minutes to look through it, um, and then we would move on with with class or whatever. So I don't actually ever remember like there being like a fair part of it. I just remember the book orders and just like looking through it and like circling all the things that I wanted, like the things of video, like cheat codes, a book about cheat codes. Fuck yeah, give me that. Mm. The Guinness Book of World Records 2005. Yeah, give me that too. Oh yeah. You know? I remember seeing that one in there. Every lot. every kid's, like hardcover. Mm-hmm. Every kid's source of uh <laughs> of the Guinness Book of World Records. Which uh I got really into that <laughs> into that book series <laughs> for a while. Um because when I when I was in junior high school, how I don't know if I had, I feel like I had maybe talked about this on the podcast before. I don't really remember. But when you walked into the library of my junior high school, I think I kind of touched on it a little bit when I was talking about uh, when my mom would use the computer there. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but right to the left of the entrance was like where the where the Dewey Decimal System started. So you would have like reference books. Mm-hmm. But they weren't like, because it's like a, it's a junior high school, the reference books aren't like, I think there were some encyclopedias or whatever, but it started with like the Guinness Book of World Records and also books about cryptids. And I loved like this one particular like like five five foot shelf of of books. So I would just like check out uh, check out the Guinness Book of World Records. And I remember just like flipping through the pages for like I don't remember the years. It was probably maybe like 2000 to like 2008, so like eight years of, of world records. And there was also Ripley's Believe It or Not books in there too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I really liked them. I don't know. I always, I distinctly remember like one page from one year, which was the per, like the world's longest fingernails, and it was disgusting. Ooh, I always hated that. I yeah. still, I don't even like fingernails that are just slightly too long. Mm-hmm. But there was like it curled up, and they looked like fried food and it was disgusting Ooh, yuck yeah fried food for whatever reason it went like <laughs> i hey i don't know i don't know the reason for it but like those fingernails at a certain point stopped looking like fingernails i i i have seen long fingernails and i do agree that they look just they just like look disgusting like disgusting and crusty like oh well they must the skin the cells must be like like must die at a certain point right like aren't fingernails dead that's like skin cells or something or like dead mm, hair. No, it's, it's made, it's made out of keratin, which is the same stuff that your hair is made out of. Oh, okay. I don't know any more fingernail science than that. Other than like the, like whatever your fingernails are made out of, which is keratin is the same as what your hair is made out of. So when you eat your fingernails, like when you chew your fingernails, it's good for your eyes. Yes. Okay. And also a hand will grow in your stomach. Oh, uh, be careful. Do you say a hand or ham? Uh, a ham hand. <laughs> A ham hand? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you're saying I could not have to eat again if I just chew my fingernails. It's true. God. I I think I did that probably as a kid a little bit. But I did that as a kid. Yeah. It just seems hard now. Like I, I still have kind of a bad habit of just like biting my fingernails sometimes, mm. especially when it gets long and I'm like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to walk to the bathroom and get the clippers. Uh, or if I'm stressed, then I'll just like, yeah, I'll uh, relieve some stress, but then I'll just throw it in the trash. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not going to eat it like a, <laughs> like a goon. Yeah. Ugh, kids are gross. Kids are gross. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of kids being <laughs> gross and libraries and stuff, um, this wasn't for the book fair. Um, so it's slightly off topic, 
But there was this <laughs> one kid in my elementary school class um, who he, boy, this kid, like, he was like a real like crier and <laughs> oh, one of those kids. It's just like, I don't know. There could be something that was maybe his, I, I, I don't want to even speculate as to why he was the way he was, but he just had a hard time with everything. And he was very prone to just like bursting into tears when anything happened. And, but he was also just like kind of weird in general, like all kids are. Um, but he, I remember we had these like new, like reference books, I guess that were like, you could only use them in the library because they were like $40 each or something like that. And I remember like we the first day we got them, like the librarian was like showing us these books. Like, I don't think we were using them or anything, but she had like put them on the table and like we were allowed to like look through them very gently. And I remember like at one point, like listening to the librarian talk and then um, all of a sudden she just like got so mad and shouted like, don't you dare put your mouth on (laughs) on that book. Like, don't you dare put your mouth on that book. And then like everybody looking over at this kid, the kid who would burst into tears at anything. And he had like, just like leaned over mouth open, like about to like set his mouth on the corner of the book. I don't know why. And he definitely like burst into tears and the teacher was like, if you do anything to these books, any of you, your parents are going to have to pay $40 for a new one. And she was like really mean about it. But also like, I don't know why this kid was kind of upset. He wasn't like, maybe he was picking it up to like chew on it. I don't know. We were in like fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the thing is so weird. As weird as weird as that is, I can 100% picture a kid in my school doing that exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kids are kids are fucking weird. Yeah. God, that librarian was like, boy, now that I think about it, though, like how stressful would that be? Well, I, I that lady's she probably had like a heart attack or something because I can't imagine getting new books and then being mad when like a kid like like you just got to like let that shit go. I feel like a kid is going to do something yeah. weird and their gro- kids are gross and they break stuff in all sorts of ways just by using it. Like yeah. you're going to stretch yourself out way too much by expecting those books to stay pristine. That's true. I mean, I get it because like, you know, they probably didn't have any money in their budget and they were probably like these books have to last us 20 years but boy you're just gonna really stress yourself out that yep that is true oh man i mean this is this is still going off topic but whatever i really don't know how much we can squeeze out of this classic book fair so yeah we've talked probably like three (laughs) minutes about it (laughs) that's true but i i I do want to tell the story and then then we can get back into it um (laughs) there was one time in like sixth grade or something that i i remember like cheating the librarian. I, there was just like some spelling thing or whatever. Um, and I, I had very, very briefly, like for half a second seen the word vacuum. And then right after I spelled the word vacuum mm-hmm. and vacuum is a weird word. Cause it's, it's two U's. It's one C and two U's. I, I still to this day, mix it up and I only know this because of this one incident where I saw the word vacuum and I had to spell the word vacuum Mm -hmm. and the librarian asked like did you know that or did you look and I lied and said oh I knew 
And to this day, because of that one thing, I know how to spell the word vacuum. Wait, so what was this situation like? I have no idea why I needed to spell the word vacuum. And she like questioned you like, where were you looking? Where did she think you were looking? I think it was on like a computer screen or something. And like it was I, I have no idea what the context of this was, but I saw very briefly the word vacuum being spelled. And then I had to spell the word vacuum. Maybe it was for like a spelling thing. It was also like a no consequences thing. You didn't like, like win like a prize. Or no, like if I had said like, yes, spelling. I'd seen it. It probably wouldn't have been a big deal. But for whatever reason, because uh, I, I don't know, I was all like this librarian was also nice. <laughs> and but for whatever reason, I'm like, I want to look cool. And I'm going <laughs> to say, no, I didn't see the word being spelled out. And yes, I knew that vacuum had two U's all along. Dude, she probably thought you were so cool. She thought it was pretty cool. She probably was like, probably went home to her husband that night and he was like, oh, honey, how was your day at the library? And she was probably like, well, it was shit. It's normal. Except do I have this one? There's this one student. His name is Josh. And Today, I asked him to spell the word vacuum, and he spelled it correctly. And I asked him, I said, did you just read that, or did you know that? And he said, I knew it. And he's just so cool. He's just That's exactly so how cool. it happened. <laughs> I bet. But I don't know. That, that little lie means I know how to spell the word vacuum. And I think about it every time. <laughs> you spell the word vacuum? Every time I spell the word vacuum, which the last time I needed to spell it was putting buying a vacuum on a to-do list. <laughs> When I moved, when I moved into this apartment. Wow. But I spelled 100% success rate on spelling vacuum. And maybe now you will too, because of this dumb story. One C, two U's. One C, two U's. V-A-C. So it's the opposite of the word come. Yes. Two C's. And yes. One U. <laughs> C-C-U-M. Yeah. Come. <laughs> Uh, this is a podcast where we say the word come now, I guess. It is. We have that explicit tag and we need to earn it. Yeah. I don't think we cursed at all in our last episode. Or if we, no, I, we did because I said, welcome back, bitch, I think, or something. You said the word bitch a lot that last episode. Yeah, I don't know. Probably because I didn't want people to think I was too much of a nerd because I like Reliant K. Yeah, that's true. Can you imagine? Well, never mind. I won't get into it because we're now we're just we're moving too far. We're moving too far past it. People um, want to hear about the Scholastic Book Fair. They do, and that's that's what it's in the it's in the title episode. It's in the episode title, not title episode. Jesus Christ, <laughs> we're Ooh, losing our minds today. <laughs> we sure are. This is spiraling out of control. You got to steady the ship. Yeah, but I remember filling out like you know the last page on the very back where it's like here's the whole here's the whole book order. Fill you, out the, you got to write like a little X next to it or whatever. You fill out the quantity, right? Or like you, maybe you mark an X and then you fill a quantity of how many copies and then the total price. Yeah, that sounds about right. Something like that. I remember filling it out and like just filling out everything that I wanted and like totaling out and the total probably be like $40 and it's like, all right, I filled it out, mom. And then like, <laughs> I would never. I, she'd laugh and probably cross out most things. Uh, no, I just wouldn't get anything. Oh, so you just never turn it in? <laughs> no, and sometimes sometimes I would keep it to myself like, yeah, <laughs> this is what I this is what I would order. And then just like, I know I'm not going to get anything. Did you ever try to turn it in without like money and just see if like they would just randomly send it to you? Maybe once. I feel like that's like kid logic where yeah. you don't understand you have to pay for it. Yeah, maybe once. I, I can only remember maybe two or three times where I did get something from the book fair. And this is out of like eight years of getting book orders because i think we got them first through eighth grade oh wow i don't remember if we did ours in middle school maybe we did 
I just remember one time and I remember one time in eighth grade and thinking like, wow, we still get book orders when we're this old. OK, mm. don't think I got anything then either. Uh, dear, what did. Yeah, what did you get? I get I, it sounds like you got at least one thing from from the book, the book orders, the book fair. Yeah, well, <laughs> OK, I, I just remembered one thing um, when I was in like third grade, maybe fourth grade. Um I don't know why, but I like took it on as part of my identity that I liked to prank people. Oh, nice. I did not do that. Like I prankster Paul. Yeah. That's like what I thought of myself as. And so I remember that one, there was a book called the practical jokers handbook. Yeah. I remember seeing that in the bookstore. Yeah. And so I, on the cartoon, there was um, a door somebody was opening with a bucket of water that was about to spill on their head. Um, and I remember being like, I gotta get this book. Oh, it's so me. Like think of all the pranks I could pull. And so I bought, I asked my parents for the book and they got it for me. So I think that was the one book I got that year. And it was also like $3 and it was like a hundred, a hundred practical jokes. And they were all like, so stupid. Like, <laughs> Like there's one where you like put your finger, your hands on your nose and then you, oh, and you click your teeth, you click your teeth with your finger, with your thumbnails and make it sound like your nose is broken. And that's one that I remember. And then there was the one where you put a pail of water on a door and then I don't know why they're giving this to kids, honestly, because like that's kind of fucked up as far as like, that's like a pretty mean prank to dump I, water on somebody's head like that. Has that, has that ever worked <laughs> i don't know i didn't do it I, most of them like you needed enough supplies where i wasn't able to do it on my mm. own yeah uh, that was that mostly because was... i didn't have the follow-through but uh anyway the funny part of the story is that the next year they had the same book but it came with if you bought it it came with a free hand buzzer <laughs> do you know those things that like you used to be able to buy that you could it was like a little circle yeah with like a little stick on it and you would like wind it up and then you would like put the put it in your hand and then you'd shake somebody's hand and it would like buzz and it was supposed to scare them. Was that was that all? I was always under the assumption that like it, it would, shocked you like uh, the, like the gum, like the fake gum. Yeah. No, I think there probably was stuff like that, but this one did not do it. And also it was fucking huge. <laughs> so not only did I ask my parents to buy me the same fucking book, again, <laughs> which I still had and often read like just over and over again, I fucking... Got, and they said, okay, <laughs> just so I could get this stupid fucking hand buzzer. And then I get it and I put it on my hand. And of course, everybody in my family knows that I got it because they helped me order it. So they're <laughs> not falling for it. But also it's fucking huge. So I, anytime I would try to do it to somebody, they'd be like, well, what the hell is on your hand? <laughs> I, it never worked. Do you still have it? No, because it was, it was just bullshit plastic. It was like oh. so many toys, so many cheap toys that like you just like, it was just like terrible plastic. It barely worked. And even oh if it God. did work, it would just like go like. <laughs> the, the only prank was that they might feel it. They would feel it on their hand because it'd be fucking huge. <laughs> it was like, wow, a really thick 50 cent piece is like how big it was. That is pretty that that is big for a kid's hand. Yeah. <laughs> and especially if you're trying to hide it from somebody. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Huh. But I also bought uh I remember buying some Captain Underpants books. I was really into Captain Underpants in elementary school. Um, Never read it. Really? Unfamiliar with the series. Oh. I know nothing. There's like a booger guy. 
right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's probably what has fueled my still like very potty centric sense of humor <laughs> to this day. Wow. Because the story. Our parents were right. Yeah. It corrupted us. It, it really did. But uh, do you know the storyline for it? No idea. Have you, you didn't even see the new movie that came out? I thought about it, but I'm not, you know me, I'm not much of a movie guy. Yeah, that's fair. Even it if is, it was interesting. It like, was animated. Yeah, it wasn't it by, it, 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 doesn't it look or like is made by the same studio that did that new Peanuts I think movie it, I or think something it like is. that? It's very know. similar. But the, I mean, yeah, the animation stays very true to the, to the book. Um, but the book was like, it's a really good introduction, I think, to like novels. Because I mean, they're not long, but they're also not like, you know, 15 page picture, picture books. They're probably like 80 pages, you know, with like pictures and like pretty mm. big words. But still, that's, that's pretty long. Like when you're in like first grade, second grade, that's like kind of when I was getting into it. Um, but basically these two boys, George and Harold, they hypnotize their principal into thinking he's Captain Underpants, who is a superhero that they've made up. Mm. Um, okay. And he, Captain Underpants always fights like, uh, just like poopy toilet themed gross villains like there's like attack of the t turbo toilet 2000s wow 2000 and then there's like the these like evil alien lunch ladies um and like he like gets like hypnotized because he is like a trigger um where like I, th I think it's if somebody snaps their fingers he turns into captain underpants and somehow, like, throughout, as the story progresses, like, as he's Captain Underpants, he, like, actually gains superpowers. Um, but then he gets water dumped on his head, and he forgets that he's Captain Underpants, and he turns back into their evil mm. principal. I see. Um, so, I don't know. It's pretty fun for a kid. And I bet, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing those, like... wild. I remember seeing those in the catalogs, and also um, at the bookstore. There was a bookstore uh, at the mall which I is a, well, it's no longer there. It hasn't been there for so long mm -hmm. as a franchise. I don't think it's been around for just as long either. It was called Walden books. Oh yeah. I remember Walden books. Really? I think so. I th yeah. I think I went to that franchise a couple of times. Wow. But now that I say it, I, I, I feel like I'm, I, it's like one of those things that sparked a memory and now it's fading quickly. Mm. So maybe it, I'm just imagining things. It reminded me of like an airport bookstore, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, it's, because it's in a mall, it's not a huge, like, you know, it's not a lot of space to get, but it's not like a Barnes and Noble or like a Borders or or whatever. So, um, yeah, I just remember like going through the kids sections like, oh, Captain Underpants, I'm familiar with this character. And I'll thumb through the books and I'm like, not interesting because I have no attachment to this. Mm. So that's really my my. Uh, my level of engagement with Captain Underpants with Captain Underpants. I mean, you could easily find one now and pick it up and get through that book in uh, probably probably less than an hour. I, I imagine so. Um, did your brothers get any stuff from the the book fair? Um, you know, if they did. My, so my older brother is five years ahead of me. So. And my younger one is five years below me. So I think. I did. I wasn't in elementary school with my older brother ever. And then I had one year where I was in elementary school with my younger brother. So I don't think they got anything out of the book fair catalog when I was. So I don't think they got anything. Wow. Just you. Yeah. Although if they did get something, I don't remember what it was hmm. or I thought it was for babies. So I paid zero <laughs> attention to it or I just like wasn't aware that it was happening when my older brother was doing it. Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm actually, 
kind of surprised now that I think about that. Huh. Yeah. I, uh, what, yeah. What would you, what were you getting besides the, uh, what were you writing down on yours? Uh, so I, I don't know. There, there's a few things that I remember getting from the book fair, like the, the few times I did get anything. Um, and I actually just remembered when you mentioned the, the practical Joker man handbook or whatever, practical <laughs> Joker man handbook, <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever it was called. Practical um, Joker, man. <laughs> That's my generic um, Batman villain that I came. Is that what is that what you thought you were going to generic Joker, man? Yeah, Paul Paul Carlson Thompson, uh, astute student by day, but by night he oh. becomes Practical Joker, man. <laughs> okay, that actually. Okay, I've got my own distant memory, Josh. Ooh. Okay, so this is a a weird one because I technically don't remember it happening at all. But my parents tell me that when I was like three or three to five years old, I wanted to be known as Paul Mystery Laugh. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? I don't know. Mystery Laugh? And I've Googled Mystery Laugh in like 1990s. And there's nothing that comes up that's familiar at all so i don't know where i heard that phrase and thought it sounded like a cool name (laughs) but apparently i was really stuck on it for like two years and then i forgot about it and then when i was in high school my parents reminded me of it and i was like i genuinely don't know what they're talking about but i (laughs) apparently my like multiple members of my extended family have corroborated it wow that you want it to be called Paul Mystery Laugh. And I truly don't know why. I have no clue. That should be your handle on everything. Paul Mystery Laugh. Yeah. Ugh. Maybe. <laughs> That's but really funny. I know. I, I I wish there was some like, maybe someday if I'm ever really rich, I'll pay for like hypnosis <laughs> and like try to dive deep into my self-conscious. And, and you will become Mystery Laugh. <laughs> I was thinking I could just try to remember why I oh. want to be called it. But who knows? Maybe there's some fucked up reason why. And I don't. Maybe. Or maybe it's because you were a dumb kid like <laughs> like all of us. Yeah, maybe I just thought those two word, words sounded cool. That, you know, that that's probably the most logical thing. It yeah. does sound pretty cool when you're a kid. Mystery. You know, like, I like mysteries. I also like laughing. I didn't really like mysteries, though. Oh. Well, who knows? It's Well, yeah, who knows? Yeah. It'll remain the biggest mystery. Truly. Wow. Um, but yeah, I... When you, when you were talking about the handbook and also like talking about how you didn't have like the supplies to make stuff it reminded me of like one year where i got like some sort of like junior engineers like craft book or whatever and it had like uh i think like the preview and like like little blurb in the in the catalog was like learn how to make spy cameras and learn how to make mm-hmm. all this stuff so mm-hmm. um i got the handbook and like there's no way there's no way with the materials that were provided or like that were listed out that you could make anything remotely like decent when you are. I don't know how old I was like I was maybe 10, you know, because I, I, I do very vividly remember the camera one, which was just making a pinhole camera, which I had like which I, I eventually made one in college. But like there's no way that a kid could could make this like decent Um, because. I don't know. It was like, take a bunch of cardboard, take like some, some spools to like wind up some film and like a bunch of electric tape. And I remember trying to make it and utterly failing because Mm -hmm. I didn't understand how to, how to really make it. And also just not having all the materials 
um, and moving on to something else. The other thing I remember moving on to was something that involved batteries. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, did not complete whatever project it was, but I did get really into batteries. And just Wait, like, what do you mean? just like I, and just like how electricity worked. So I remember oh. like taking a wire coat hanger and like, like taking it apart and then putting one end on like a double A battery and another end on another double A battery and just like seeing how hot it gets. <laughs> just like weird shit like that. That is um, a, a weird thing kids do, I guess. Uh, I think at one point I took a nine volt battery and I had like a nine volt battery terminal that like snaps onto it. Mm -hmm. and taking the two ends and then touching it to like an led and making it light up oh yeah like i had a small stint into electrical engineering and then i got bored of it now that's pretty much my my memory with that that one like book aside from that uh the things i do remember is i think i got i think i ended up getting a, like a cheat code book whoa for I, for what uh it was like all systems whoa but i don't know if I got that book um, from a book fair catalog thing or from Walmart. It's one of the two. I can't remember which. I feel like I'd be very surprised if they were selling the cheat code book in the Scholastic book fair. I mean, they sold video games. Did they? You could get Lego Island from from uh, from the book fair. Wow. I must have. I either totally forgot about that, which is totally possible, or I just like knew I couldn't possibly get that because it would be too expensive. So I just didn't even let myself look. Yep. That's what I did. Cause I, I looked, I, I tried to look up images of like old catalogs and a lot mm -hmm. of them had like CD ROM Lego Island. I was like, Oh damn, this is real. Wow. But I don't remember any of it because I think like CD ROM, I can't have that. So I'm not going to care about it. Even though deep down I care about it a lot. No, I really want that. Um, yeah, in third grade, uh, I remember getting the Simpsons rainy day handbook, Whoa. which I thought I had here, but I looked around on like the bookshelf and I couldn't find it. So maybe it's still at my parents' house or something, mm. but I'm, I thought, I thought I had brought that book with me, but it was like an activity book. Simpsons themed. It was actually pretty entertaining. Uh, there were like some puzzles in there. Um, some fun Simpsons jokes. Oh, this is sparking a memory of another book I think I got at the book. I there was one uh that's where I learned how to make those gyrocopter things where it's just like a piece of paper that's kind of shaped like a popsicle and then you cut it down the middle and then you fold the two ends out so it kind of looks like a like a helicopter blade and then when you like drop it oh, it spins mm -hmm. and it falls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in there. There was like some word searches, but I remember getting that book in 3rd grade. And, uh, I think it was third. I, I remember reading it in third grade in the classroom during recess. Cause like it was cold or like I had a cold and it was rainy and I was like, you know what? I don't want to go outside and get more sick. Why would I do that? And so I just stayed inside when everyone went out for recess and I pulled this book out and just started reading it. And I think my teacher asked like, don't you want to go outside and play? And I was like, no, I'm kind of sick and I want to read this book. And she was like, Okay. So cool yeah, teach pretty cool teach, like not forcing a kid to go out and play when, you know, they didn't want to. Yeah. You know, Josh, here's my snap judgment. Oh, snap judgment of the week. That's a cool teach. That's a cool teach. Miss Hankinson, you did good. Miss Hankinson. Hankinson. I think that was her name. Yeah. 
that's my uh, memory of the Simpsons rainy day book. But what, what was, what was your thing? Well, so I, I just remembered that, uh, our school library had a few of these books that were like how to draw. And then it was like, you know, various categories, various genres, if you will. And, um, one of the ones that I, that they had was like how to draw aliens. And I really liked that because I was into aliens for a certain period of time. Um, so I would take, check that out from the library all the time. Um, but then in the, uh, the book fair catalog one time they had how to draw the Simpsons and I had never seen the Simpsons at this point cause I wasn't allowed to watch it, but I was allowed to buy Simpsons themed things. So I bought the, how to draw the Simpsons and I never attempted to draw them until like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yep. Wow. I drew Hans Molman. I think I sent it to you. I was pretty proud of it. Ah, uh, yeah, I think I have that somewhere. Yeah, it was him like getting hit in the groin with the football. Wow, that classic moment. Yeah, um, but uh, wow. The other things I got from I, I would I would always try to get things from the book fair that also came with stuff. Uh, so the other two things that I remember getting from the book fair was a book about rocks, and it came with a bunch of rocks. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, looking back, was actually pretty cool. You got like a little like velvet pouch. Um, velvet pouch? Kind of like a small uh, Crown Royal bag, but it was filled with rocks. And it came with a geode. Whoa. It came with uh, silicon. Mm. It came with, I think, a chunk of iron or something. Uh, and it came with some sort of gold? volcanic igneous rock, not gold silver not silver it didn't come with any precious metal supposed to make money off of this i don't know and the last thing it came with uh was pumice um which is unique because it's a rock that floats Mm. and i remember what you use to scrape dead skin cells off it is yeah nice porous a nice porous rock uh but i remember just like being really entertained by the pumice and I would like go to the bathroom, I would fill up the sink and I would just like put the rock in there like, wow, it floats. And I take another <laughs> rock and like, wow, it sinks. <laughs> and being really entertained by that. Mm-hmm. One day I lost that pumice rock and I got really <laughs> upset about it because my collection was no longer complete. <laughs> just the fact that you were able to lose a rock somehow. Like, I don't know how I lost kid, it. Like you, any, uh, like now you just like have a place where you would keep your rocks. But as a kid, I'm sure you're just like, I'll just leave this outside. <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh, know. No, it's gone today. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened to it, where it went. And I was really upset about it. But eventually I got over it. Mm-hmm. However, one day my mom and I were at JCPenney looking for whatever kind of clothes I needed. Maybe it was like time for it was like fall time and school's coming back. I don't know what. But I remember reaching into the pocket of like a hoodie or a sweater or some sort of article of clothing and in that article of clothing was a pumice rock. I am not shitting you. Well, was it the same one or a different one? It was a different one. Whoa. But it was like the same, same color, same size, same everything. I was like, what the fuck? Wait, this was a new hoodie or an old one? This was one on the rack at the store. No way. And I re- I don't know why I reached into the pocket, but I was like, <laughs> I reached into the pocket. It's like, oh, what if there's something in here? And there was a pumice rock. Wow. And it just, I was like, fuck yeah. That's amazing. This is so cool. I'm keeping it. And then I don't know where it is now. Wow. But I remember, is, I remember wow. thinking like, this looks like, I remember holding it thinking like, wow, this looks just like this rock that I lost years ago. Mm-hmm. So I took it and then when I went home, I filled up the sink, threw it in the sink and it floats. 
Damn. Like, fuck yeah. This is dope. That's pretty wild. Right? What are the odds? I don't know. Very low. But <laughs> why was there a rock? You know, who pocket? knows why there was a rock in a brand new on the rack, like sweater or whatever at a JCPenney. We'll never know. But no, that's my story about my little rock collection that I got from the Scholastic Book Fair. Wow. Yeah. I also got magnetic slime one year. Magnetic slime. I, think I got it in fifth grade. Uh, this was during the time where I think during the, the book fair, everyone would get those like those like clicky clacky magnets, you know, where you throw in the air and. Oh, yeah. They make that awful sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> wow. Now that's some good Foley. <laughs> well, we just YouTubed uh, those rocks and uh, that's the sound that it made. So. Uh, but instead of getting those magnetic rocks like everyone else, I got magnetic slime. That's it. It was, uh, I don't remember what, there was a post on Reddit yesterday, I think, that reminded me of it. Um, but it was like this, this gold putty or whatever, and it smelled weird. I just remember like playing with it a lot and over time, just like thinking like this smells so strange. I don't know what, I don't know, but I think it was just like silly putty with like something looser than silly putty that had um iron shavings or whatever in it to actually make it magnetic that's my guess Mm -hmm. um but yeah it also came with like a magnet i remember really liking this magnet because i think it was like a rare earth like neodymium magnet or whatever you call it and it was the strongest magnet i had ever seen because i'd only been used to like those ceramic fridge magnets that like mm. break in half easily and aren't strong at all. Yeah. That you like put on the fridge and then you turn around and then it falls on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it breaks and you have to throw the magnet away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Um, so I remember thinking like, this is, I can't believe a magnet can be this strong. Like this is so cool. And then just playing with magnetic slime for like hours. That's it. Doing nothing other than like, look, I can pick it up. I can like move it. If I, put the magnet in the slime the magnet or like the the slime just eats it Mm -hmm. pretty wild stuff and then over time uh the like putty part would start to get like dry Mm -hmm. and so like the consistency of the putty would change and also the smell would get stronger (laughs) so (laughs) i don't know what it was but like would it also get like hairy and gross because i imagine you were just on the floor with this a lot uh i think i played with it on the table Oh, look at Mr. Table play here. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. I, I remember playing with it on some kind, some kind of clean surface and not the carpet. Um, but yeah, I just remember playing with that magnetic slime. It was real fun. And then the slime got really weird and like kind of brittle and chalky. And then I stopped playing with it. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound nearly as fun. Yeah, I don't think I don't remember getting anything else from the book fair. And if I did, it was probably underwhelming. But also, it was also really disheartening whenever I did get anything from the book fair. Because, like, it's one thing to, like, like accept that, like, I'm not getting anything from the book fair. That's fine. Maybe I didn't really want anything. To, like, I got one thing and then looking over to some other kid that has, like, a stack of, like, shrink-wrapped book. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, fuck you. I want, I want stuff. Fucking rich kids, dude. Ruining it for everybody. Yeah. Do you remember getting anything else? I don't know. This is, this is about as much as I can really can really stretch out for this episode. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was a couple other things, but I just genuinely have said everything I yeah. do remember about this classic book. Film. I mean, it also doesn't help that like 
Where does that money? Sorry, you go for it. I mean, I was going to say that it doesn't help that like we didn't, our parents didn't have a lot of money yeah, to get we, us anything. So we have an episode about the, a book fair that we couldn't really participate in, but whatever. We, we might as well have called this podcast. You know, we were poor, but we heard and knew people, we heard about and knew people who had these cool things. And like sometimes, sometimes games. we would get them. Yeah, occasionally. Um, where did that money go? Did that, like, did that money just go straight back to Scholastic or did it get donated to the library? My, I have, I don't, I, I don't know what that distribution is. My guess is that a majority percentage went to Scholastic and publishers and a fraction of it went to the school. Yeah, that's probably true. But school still got money. So they're like, well, okay, it's better than no money. Yeah. It's better, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they should have. I don't, I don't know. I was going to try and relate it to those reading contests where you either got free pizza or free popcorn, but I couldn't figure out a nice bridge between between the two. And maybe that's just a story for another time. Yeah. Well, I suppose this is it. This is our episode about the scholastic. Our weird, or, yeah. our weird short episode. Maybe not that short. We're pretty on par with time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Scholastic Book Fair. If you were one of those rich kids that actually got shit Fuck you. Fuck you, but also <laughs> let us know what you got. Because <laughs> I'm curious what other... My goal is to alienate any listener. <laughs> hey, any... do you have similar memories? Fuck you. Are your <laughs> memories better than what we had? Probably. Doubly fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose that's it. Share your memories of the book fair with us, of your book orders, what you got. Or what you wanted to get and couldn't because you were poor like us. Yeah. Tell us on Twitter, at Nostalgia System. Send us an email, nostalgia system podcast at gmail.com. Wow. Wow. Um, additionally, uh, tell your friends about the show. We'd love it if you'd spread the word. That's help that spread the word. It helps us grow. Tell your friends about the show. <laughs> oh, that was a good little rhyme. Yeah, I just now came up with it. Um, leave a review on iTunes or wherever the hell you listen to the show. If uh it allows for reviews, we'd really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh if you leave one, we'll read it. Maybe. Who knows? And there's no new ones today. What a shame. What a freaking shame. What a freaking dumbo shame. Uh, let's see. Lastly, you can find uh, you can support the show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Nostalgia Entertainment System. Uh, you can help us uh, by helping us. You can help us by helping us. You can help us by helping us. <laughs> you can help us by helping us. Please pay, help us by helping us. Pay the bills for this show, which isn't that much, but we'd appreciate the help. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what are you going to do? Freeload this thing? Yeah. Listen for free? Dude, I don't How think How about so. listen for $3 a month? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's $3 a month. You're not- Look, it's not you're that You're quarantined. Bad. You're not eating out. Take that money that you would spend on some sort of food. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat. <laughs> and just listen give to it to us. Yeah. This is brain food. Yeah, dude. Arguably- this Better is like than tummy food. Reading a book. You're getting so much smarter by listening to this. <laughs> yeah, please give us money. Uh, lastly, uh, thank you to Moonraker for composing our theme song, Scanlines. You can find him on the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. I think he bounces between the two. That's Moon, R-A-Y-K-E-R. Paul, do you want any? Do you want to plug anything? Ooh, my, the coffee's getting to me. Oh, back in the coffee. Uh, you can still follow me on Twitter. I haven't tweeted at all since this show has started and I have no plans to. Cool. <laughs> uh, you can find me around the internet on Patreon, Instagram, Twitch, 
uh, at Daruma Party, D-A-R-D-A-R-U-M-A Party. And I suppose that's it for the show. Paul, what are we talking about next week? Josh, tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck. I messed it up. <laughs> you even said next week and I said tomorrow. <laughs> next week, we're talking about Halloween. Ooh, spooky. We're going to be talking witches and ghouls with our first ever guest. Ooh, be sure to tune in next week. Be sure to boon in next week for that episode. All right. Yeah, because if you listen after Halloween, it won't be as fun. No. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>